0: Hey, everybody, welcome to The Warrior Poet. Today, we are going to talk about one thing, the one thing, the book, by Gary Keller and Jay Papasan. <laughs> Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. Today is going to be a little bit different on the podcast. As you may have noticed, for those of you who have stuck around since episode number 0 been around the breeze block, where by the way I still haven't received a takedown notice in song from Alt-J. I'm still uh waiting on that, although I don't look forward to the legal fees. For those of you who have stuck around that long, you may have noticed that the podcast has become a little more informal, a little less structured a little less artistic on the word by word basis. And I've done that not because I'm lazy, although I'm lazy just like everybody else. I've done that more because I think the current format fits my authentic voice a little more. That being said, I do try and prepare good content for this audience things that i really care about and can learn about and hopefully share with all of you in ways that improve your lives or get you to think or even push back on me increasingly i've had this idea of doing something even more extreme which would be to publish every day and do some sort of plog a podcast blog, if you will. I'm sure I'm not the first person to come up with that idea. And there are podcasters who are much more prolific than this humble host, but it's an idea that stuck with me, uh, for the last bit and I'm strongly considering it. Please let me know what you think. Consistent with that theme of being a little less structured today, is going to be a little different in that I want to talk about a book that I recently read. We talk about books a lot here, but this is going to be just kind of some musings and takeaways musings counts kind of douchey. I realize I'll stop using that word. It's going to be some takeaways though, from that book, the one thing which was in every single airport forever in the days where people actually flew places probably is sitting in a bunch of airport bookstores now very lonely and dark and just waiting for someone to come pick it up one day gary keller is the author as i said earlier and it does say that there's a guy by the name of jay papasan which i just think is an amazing name we could come up with so many nicknames for that i think big poppy is probably the uh lead there you could really do some sort of japanese twists with the son at the end so uh you know kudos to whoever the first person named papa San was i like to think about origins of last names there, ha- there was like a, an original last name uh person for everybody on the planet really right at, at one point we all just had sort of no names or grunts and then we all had given names and Surnames are kind of a modern invention. So uh, there was one original person who went by Papasan. I listened to the book on Audible. That's how I do most of my quote unquote reading. Air quotes are kind of douchey too. So I won't do them here, even though you can't see me. Just trust me. I'm definitely not doing air quotes. I read the book on audible uh, and i strongly recommend it for you who are looking to do more reading i've been an audible customer this is not a plug by the way audible is paying me nothing i make zero money on this podcast just so everyone knows (laughs) if you want to ever support the podcast you can buy a book via an affiliate link that's in the show notes anyway i've been an audible customer since the early 2000s But I'm finding out that many people have never even tried Audible or maybe tried it a long time ago and it never stuck. It's a fantastic way to read. Some people say that they read a lot faster than they can listen, but you know what? There's a speed setting on there, so have at it. One note for any Audible listeners, when you listen to the one thing, which Fast forwarding to the end here, I do recommend the book. So if you do listen to it, the narration is not by the author and that's fine. It's a little wonky when they switch back and forth between the female narrator who sort of just comes in for headings and subheadings and takeaways at the end of each chapter and the main narrator. It reminds me of Dune in that way. I listened to Dune finally. I'm one of the last people on earth Uh, at least in the middle-aged white male tech category. I'm like the last person to ever read Dune. And uh, that, that narration was pretty weird. Okay, so you're probably wondering, what is this book about? No, you're actually not wondering that because it's pretty obvious what the book is about, right? And that's the reason I didn't read The One Thing forever is because I have this problem where if a book has a title like that, I immediately assume I know everything about it because it's completely obvious. It's like, if you named a book focus, it would be obvious that you should focus. So I probably wouldn't listen to that book. And and it gets even worse when I see everyone on airplanes and everyone in a business recommending it to each other I have this contrarian sort of complex or reaction where I want to read it even less because apparently I'm that egotistical. The one thing actually is a really good book. It's a little sort of preachy, inspirational in parts, not preachy in a religious sense necessarily. But I feel like I need to call out sort of the inspirational parts because some of you will react maybe Negatively to that, because you just want just the facts, all the facts, and nothing but the facts, right? Um, I think a, a healthy dose of of inspiration is fine, and actually helps to internalize some of the facts and the lessons and guidelines. So, to each his own. The book does go into a lot of practical ways to focus on the one thing, and helps substantiate why one should focus really really small the author talks about going small that doesn't mean having small dreams it doesn't even mean starting small necessarily although that's a good way to get started it's really about finding that niche it relates a lot to the cal newport career capital sort of ideas and it also relates to mastery robert Greene's book it's interesting i actually need to look for the citation the authors of The One Thing refer to another book called Mastery, which I think may predate by a lot Robert Greene's book on Mastery because I'm guessing Robert Greene's book came out about the same time as The One Thing. So either way, there are a lot of recurrent themes about kind of, in my words, perfecting and honing your craft and making it aligned with your life purpose Making sure that you can achieve flow states, making sure that you allot the time and protect the time to be able to do that work. In the words of The War of Art, another book that we've talked a little bit about here on the podcast by Stephen Pressfield, also the author of The Gates of Fire. I would start with The Gates of Fire a historical fiction book about the Battle of Thermopylae. Start with that if you want to get introduced to Stephen Pressfield. I will include a link in the show notes. Anyway, in The War of Art, Stephen Pressfield talks a lot about doing your work. It's easy for all of us ambitious people, especially those in the millennial generation. By the way, I feel like generations are getting wider. Someone has been trying to convince me that I am in the millennial generation. I don't think I am. And I think the naming of generations is just kind of a gimmick and overrated anyway. But especially amongst millennials and whatever other associated younger generations there are. I don't know all the names. I apologize. There's a tendency for all of us to try and find the shortcut for things. And success does take time. It's easy to forget that. Whether you are a full-time employee for life and ascribing to the Cal Newport philosophy of career capital, or whether you're trying to build your art or your writing or a new business, success usually takes time. I was thinking about this part of the one thing today on a walk. And I was struggling to agree with that, not because it's not true most of the time, but because I was worried that it might prevent people from taking more action to do things faster. Right. I think Peter Thiel and some other venture capitalists recently, not in the old days, but I think recently it's become popular to ask founders, okay, well, you want to achieve this in three years, five years, why don't you try and do it in six months? So with that kind of bias for action and trying to get those results more quickly, you can come up with a lot of creative ways to do that. It really, Pressures your mind and, and an organization's mind to think faster, do faster, think outside the box, more relaxed constraints and invent. So how do we square these two things? The examples that I cited just now, they seem to indicate that there actually are shortcuts, right? So what I've come up with in my mind, at least is a framework to say, or a principle in the Ray Dalio language, a principle that says, for strategic decisions or life choices, assume there are no shortcuts. Meanwhile, for tactical decisions or operational execution, assume that shortcuts abound. I'll repeat that again. For those strategic high-level choices, especially when you're figuring out what you want to do with your life, what that one thing is for your life, or at least the next 10 years, assume there are no shortcuts. And the reason why I am insisting on that for myself and insisting on that here on the podcast is that if you assume there are shortcuts, then that's going to enable you to assume you can do everything. So if you want to start a new clothing business, let's say you're in a fashion, you want to start a new fashion line. But you're so awesome, (laughs) you've had success in your career, uh, and you're a little bit arrogant like me, you might assume that you can do that in a few hours a week. And maybe you can, but I know that I have deluded myself often in thinking that there are shortcuts for certain things when you've got to build your street cred, you've got to build your community, you've got to build your craft, right? Right? So when making that life choice about what your one thing is, then assume there are no shortcuts. Meanwhile, when it comes to actually executing day to day, and especially in the more tactical scenario, meaning like the low level details, you should assume there are tons of shortcuts. Good, good, good. Here we go. Here's a list flow states. DHH, that's David Hannemeyer Hansen, I think. Open Spaces, Yard, Languages, Reading, Italy and Spain, SeaWorld, Callaway Gardens, that's a place in Georgia that we used to go as a family. Sports, another company name, uh, another company name, sorry. K 12, Education, Biology, Chemistry, Calc 3, boy that deserves some comment after this. Uh, Constructs, Clarinet, Guitar, Coding on a Trading Desk, Ground Force Commander, Officer of the Deck on the ship. Reading about machine learning and natural language processing and Nerf wars. Bad, bad, bad. Calendars, errands, running around, to-do lists, pleasantries, kissing ass, asking permission, company name, traffic, urban, strip malls, doctor's offices, Algebra 2, Calculus 2. Reading about power trading. Anything at company name. The U.S. Naval Academy. Babysitting class that I had to go as a kid. As my mom made me, and I'm the oldest of seven children. Why Camp, that's YMCA, and company name. Those are two lists that I made for myself to go through an exercise that I invented for myself to internalize the takeaways of the one thing. And at the top of this sheet, it says who I am. And there's a good list and a bad list. Good list being things that i've loved doing or at least been in some sort of flow state or felt some sort of mission and purpose and then there's the bad thing the things that just suck the energy out of me and i'll just mention why the Alter boy one is in the good column uh well so good thing is that i never had anything happen to me and i've just got to uh, make sure and note here that um the, atrocities if that's the right word of the catholic church over numerous decades who knows maybe millennia in the realm of sexual predation uh is is just um i I can't i can't say anything more than use the word atrocity uh luckily none of that ever impacted my life um but you know, there was a sense of purpose there and mission and participation in the community. So that's why that is in that column. Meanwhile, at the top of the paper, so I've got these lists on the side, the top of the paper, I've got some sort of big picture categories of who I am. So I've got these words like build art and expression and create lead, love and laugh. So, This is part of the exercise that I've been doing in terms of, in terms of figuring out the one thing. Meanwhile, I've got another paper that has my spinning plates on it. I've been encouraged by a loved one to detail all the spinning plates that I have going at the moment, which is way too many. So I need to go to that who I am to define purpose a little more tightly and narrow down the spinning plates. And then finally, I really like this exercise that I'm doing on this last sheet. I will probably end up publishing this on thewarriorpoet.com at some point. I've got the sheet called living big because it sounds kind of cheesy, but the authors of the one thing talk about that a lot. I've equated that to big purpose. Having big purpose in life will allow you to live big. The point of the authors is that people often don't think big enough. Um, Now, some of us here may have the problem of thinking too big, but I'd rather have that problem, I suppose. So in the bottom left corner of the page, I've got full-time employment. And then up the page diagonally to the northeast of the page, if you will, I've got... Things like consulting is the next stage and then coaching after that. And then maybe doing some social media and occasional writing. And then there's sort of another track that's just, for example, the food business, you know, there's like franchise business, then you own your own restaurant and then you start a restaurant franchise. That's not necessarily sequential. Those might be choices that you choose in the beginning. And then going on a separate track, there's okay, regular writing in a podcast. And then beyond that, like kind of quote unquote, real businesses like a business with employees and infrastructure that you can make money where you're not on the clock. And then underpinning this diagonal line that goes from Southwest to Northeast on the page, there's a big building block called assets. (laughs) Assets allow us to do things and produce in the future. You can think of it like capital. It's kind of got a similar financial definition. It's easy to lose sight on things like assets and scale. And one thing that I've been trying to do is reconcile my love for expression in terms of writing and the podcast with the desire to achieve scale and have income producing assets and assets that allow me the freedom to express more it's kind of a means to an end problem that i personally have i don't mean to be too self-indulgent here but i hope that at least giving sort of the examples of the exercises i've been going through after reading the one thing may get your mind spurring as well about how you can figure out your purpose narrow down the scope of the things that you're having to do every day, every week, every month, and really uh, define that niche for yourself and block off time to just hone your craft, but honing your craft in a way that allows you to achieve scale and build assets for you and your family so that then you can do more. You can do more of the same thing, have that impact spread, or at that point, once you've achieved your success there you can potentially do something else but none of us are ever going to get there unless we focus our time every day unless we have the end in mind and unless we define the one thing. Warrior Poet is a property of Raniac Productions. If you like The Warrior Poet, there's more great content on Instagram. Follow Shri, the Warrior Poet, on Instagram. That's S-R-I, the Warrior Poet. You can also get to know me on a personal level by following Shri, actually, on Instagram as well. The Warrior Poet is produced by Laddie, with special contributions by Spoonman and me, Shri. No 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 Kevin Mina doa Spita ah!